my morning hi. groove. Yeah, hi everyone. <laughs> Guys, welcome to a Game Diary Postscript episode. My name is Miss Harvey. And I'm Michelle Morrow, and we've got a great interview for you guys today on our post trip. Uh, Janelle Cuddlecore Carter is with us today. So if you missed our diary entry on her, um, you'll definitely want to check it out. It's in the link or description uh, below, wherever you're listening or watching. Um, but let's jump right into it. Cuddlecore, welcome to the Game Diaries. We're so happy to have you show on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, be here um, as like a post interview after watching it um ah. i'm really glad to i'm really 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 glad to be here thank you so much Yay. oh you're so such glad to a have you. beautiful soul i'm so <laughs> excited that you're here your energy is so contagious uh first of all we love your story obviously um i think it's an important one to share and highlight and be proud of uh that we have people like you in our community janelle you are so inspiring um and and we think that uh, that watch party was actually pretty damn cool. Yeah, uh, it was. For, yeah, for those who don't know, she watched the episode on her stream. I think it was last week, right? Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about it? Like, why did you decide to do it on stream and how did it go? Hmm. So I chose to do uh, the watch party with uh, my my chat, like with my stream, because um, I think all the time I'm so used to kind of like isolating myself as a competitor and kind of like, not having that part that's accessible to me. And I'm like, you know what though? I'm a human being and I I'm so used to kind of like not really rewatching interviews or really like talking about my story or like even processing how I've gotten here. But I think it's important for people to see it and, and, and for for my community sharing that with me because I'm, I'm proud of myself and they're just as proud of me. And if it wasn't for them, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now so like um you have to share in that moment with them because it's it was definitely a combined effort for sure you know your your uh, your community seems so supportive like i i'd watch some of it too and um it was weird it was like meta because i was like watching you watch the party of watching like it was so funny i was like what is this world I'm in? <laughs> like, um, but it was really cool because I got to see so many people in your chat, like discuss your story and discuss um, the struggles you've had to face just like as a minority, as a woman in this industry. Um, and it seemed to really open some of their eyes too, or at least open a conversation for everybody. Um, what was that like for you discussing sort of like being a 1% in this, in this industry, what was that like for you to talk about with your audience? Um, it's, it's very, it was very easy to do. Um, because I think by this, by this, uh, by this time, I feel like everybody kind of knows like what I'm about. Cause I'm very vocal about it. Right. And, um, that I enjoy what I do, but there are definitely difficulties and I talk about them, whether it's in the podcast that mm -hmm. I do with my, um, my best friend or like the fact that I talk about it literally during streams, um, whether it just comes up in conversation or something is said because somebody's insensitive to it, like somebody who's usually new in there or like maybe somebody is new and they don't understand certain things about the community. So they say very like, like you know off color things and you're oh, like no. well no like this isn't what this is um you know i'm in this demographic i can talk about this because i'm in this and you know people making very generalized statements so mm -hmm. i i always i sometimes you have to correct people 
Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. Um, but a lot of my community understands because they're, um, they come from groups that are marginalized as well. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of my community, uh, actually I know a lot of my community understands that a lot of them are um, people of color as well. Um, so we all, um, can relate to each other. So I think, yeah. um, yeah, it, it was, it's actually very easy for me to, to express myself about those things a lot of the time, uh, 99.9% of the time. <laughs> it's really, it's really actually heartwarming to see you online being so vocal. I think, I mean, obviously I said this when we were talking about you behind your back, but we were saying, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's really heartwarming to see somebody cause you are so young. I mean, in comparison to me, but like you are so young in this industry and it is really nice to see people speaking up and standing up and having not just having the courage, but also having the platform to do so. Sometimes, you know, before a lot of us weren't, there was no, even like five, six years ago, there wasn't like Twitch the way it is, you know, we didn't have the same sort of accessibility out there for having that platform. Um, but I think that, you know, Miss Harvey and I can relate to, you know, the fact of being a woman and it's like, it's weird because we don't always want it to define us. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's a, responsibility in a weird way to also talk about it so that people understand or that you can continue to sort of blaze a trail so that other people can have an easier time after you. Right. Yeah. I think that you, you have a really good point here, Michelle, like the fact that we don't want it, let it define us, unfortunately by being pioneers is, is, is part of it. Right. Um, and the more of us there is, the more we can be defined by something else than being the yeah. token women, but by being a funny person, but by being a fierce competitor, but by being, you know, um, it's a little bit like female representation in game or in movies, right? I always think about how before, maybe like 10 years ago, a woman in, in a game was always that she had to be everything. She had to be funny, beautiful, smart, fierce, you know, that character had to be everything. And now we see a little bit more in games where there's multiple women and some of them are funny. Some of them are rude. Some of them are like shy, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's fun to kind of embrace what diversity can bring to us, but not just be somebody of color, somebody of gender, but also like being somebody of color and gender that has a personality. Right. Right. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's awesome to be able to embrace it by sharing these stories. Um, you know, and, and I think that's something that I discovered with Janelle is your story is way more than that 1%, right? And we needed to talk about the rest as well. Yeah, I, um, I completely agree. Um, I think sometimes, like, like, like you all said, like, we're kind of put into, you know, sometimes, you know, and a lot of times on accident, we're put into these boxes where we're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, woman in gaming, you know, the 1% or like, you know, she's doing it well, she's trailblazing, but you know, she's a woman doing it. And, you know, and, and you know, when you get asked to be on diversity panels all the oh, time God, and yeah. you really just want to be like, you want to just, hey, you know, I, I do have multiple skills that make me more than qualified to talk about my actual profession. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Like what was just discussed. Um, Because we're so much more than just that. But it's the fact that we um, have these wonderful personalities that we bring so much to our professions. It, 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 it's just the cherry on top that we are also women trailblazing in our, in our fields and, and, and it's supposed to be a cherry on top. It's not everything. It's just 
we bring all of that. It's it's the power of, you know, being a talented woman in the field, right? Aww. And it's not just because she is. It's because, you know, what she brings to it. So... We oh. Stephanie and I have talked about those diversity panels before about how like pretty much every on a diversity panel. I think on a diversity yeah. panel we were kind of like fuck <laughs> diversity panels. Oh my god! Like and it's always like at the end of a hall, like really far away. Yes. Like you know, like they're like we gotta have the diversity panel, but it's like way back there, tucked away, and you're like, mm. well, I guess I have to talk about it because. I have to talk about it until this becomes normal. <laughs> like yeah, but it's it's, it's a whole thing. But yeah, but you know, as far as being a competitor concerned, you know, it's concerned. I learned so much from Miss Harvey because, you know, I'm not a competitor. Like, I mean, I think that I am when I'm playing Overwatch by myself at home. But, you know, I don't have the same sort of drive that the two of you guys yeah. have when it comes to this profession. I think something that's very interesting for me in my career, I want to see if uh, if it was similar to you, because you're in a, I would say, like almost two decades later, superpower competitor. Uh, when I started, I never saw myself as a inspiration, as someone that had a message and whatnot. And it just kind of became, unfortunately, um, my mission because of the interviews I was getting, because of people that were talking to me, because of the media, because of like every everything around, it just became like after 10 years I was in, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I am a feminist. I am fighting for our rights, you know? It kind of happened. Um, do you feel, like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that you have to take that role and talk about your experience? Or uh, do you like to do that? Like, how has the process been from, like, just being a competitor to now, I think, being a, a, an inspiration and a role model for others? Hmm. Well, I feel like it's changed in, in the sense that, like, like you said, when I started all this, I didn't, I didn't think about any of that. I just really wanted to be good. And I loved, <laughs> and I, and I loved you know, going to the events and meeting the people that I would fight with online because they became my friends and because it opened up a whole other world to me, a place that I felt accepted. Um, when for years before that, sometimes I, I really felt like I was a very, I, I, I kind of felt like I was always kind of on the outside in high school and middle school, like my whole life. And, uh, you know, I, I think honestly, yeah, at first it was just, yes oh my god like there are people who enjoy this they're they're fun they're my friends we share this hobby but we also have 10,000 other different hobbies we share too and um but then I noticed the deeper I got into it there definitely were some some problems obviously mm -hmm. right being like uh pretty much like one of the only women um you know, you hear things, you, you, when the more you're exposed to different types of personalities, not everybody is for you. Um, and you kind of see, you know, the comments that people let, that, uh, that, that people don't check, um, the disrespect, the fact that there's no order <laughs> and how it affects the, the, the group that's being targeted with these said comments. No wonder things aren't being fixed or changed. It's because nobody's checking anybody. And I'm like, hold on. I already have to work really, really hard as a competitor. I don't need a second or third thing to have to compete with. That, like, that literally makes it 10 times as hard for me and people like me because people are, you know, saying ignorant things about women 
or black women or you know black people and nobody's checking anything i'm like no 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 like and then you kind of naturally find yourself speaking up because you're like okay like you know like i said you're already competing in one way i don't need to compete in eighty thousand <laughs> different other ways um so naturally over time you just find yourself speaking up because i think at some point you you get tired yeah of it. yeah i hope yeah i Definitely. hope I, I explained that okay yeah, yeah. i just yeah yeah no that makes perfect sense um it, it kind of um it's just it's something i'm gonna be talking about in the, in the next story that we do but um there's this sort of concept that women have to deal with um we hear about like the glass ceiling all the time like how we're gonna break the glass ceiling but oftentimes when we're put in these positions of um kind of being exceptional um we're put on what's called a glass cliff instead and it's a kind of a precarious and risky situation because it's it's exciting because we're doing something that you know is is different than what other women prior have done um but at the same time it puts us in a uncomfortable situation because we have to take on so much more um of the problems in a scene um or a job we take on we inherit problems that we kind of have to deal with and it kind of puts us in a disadvantage because we have to solve issues plus being a woman plus do our job um and that makes it the glass cliff where it's like oh wait a minute uh, i'm not really breaking the glass ceiling like i might just like fall off i'm like acting it out like right now so i'm like on the edge of the cliff <laughs> right here um but you know as far as you're in the fgc and i've professed my love for the fgc i think it is such a fun community i love like I love the energy at a tournament. It just, it gets me so excited. It's my favorite kind of tournament to be at. But saying that like the FGC isn't without its problems. And even in just this last year, you know, it's exploded uh, with revelations um, that a lot of people have had. And I know you've got your podcast, FGC Woke. I assume you probably talk about this on there. Um, have you handled the various sort of like allegations and revelations? Is this something that you kind of, discuss more um with your community and on your podcast yes i have um you know like we said like vocal that's that's me yeah. <laughs> and so is my best friend we do not hold back you know and so the things that have happened on you know, the allegations um <laughs> the insensitive racist remarks um the um companies trying to some of them trying to fake concern about black lives when it's not really the case, mm. just doing it for a trend, which, you know, a lot of us black content creators said that's what it was going to be. We called it anyway. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was. Um, so you asked, how did that feel? Oh, like, yeah. how did you kind of deal with the revelations? Like, what was your sort of um, reaction to when it was all coming out? Were you kind of like, yeah, I know. I've, I've seen it. I've been aware. Um, or was it sort of shocking and new to you, some of it? Some of it was shocking and new, but at the same time, once I was like, <gasps> I was also like, I'm not surprised. And, and, it's, and, it's, and I don't, I, I hate to say it like that, yeah. but I really wasn't surprised because there's so many things that, um, like, you know, with any in industry and with people in power, there's always something that's swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. And this is just a pattern. And with the FGC, it's no different. Um, and it's crazy because... Um, for example, like Evo, that, and that whole thing. I'm like, like 20, 20 years, right? And I'm like, and this is now coming out, huh? I'm yeah. like, okay, all right. 
Okay. How do you feel with, with Evo now? Like, I don't know what to feel about it. This used to be my favorite event to go at every year. And I'm not even, like, fully FGC, you know? I just, like, right. love the FGC. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, you know? Because um, if I've always said, like, if we had more order, if there was actual, like, rules and, like, laws and things put in place, things like this would have gotten checked years before. And, and to protect the members of the community, to make it safe. And there's so many things that are still not being uh, brought to the light because people are afraid. Because the internet, there's no, there's no policing on the internet. No. People will come for you. And it shouldn't be like that. Because what happens? Nobody with money will want to touch this community because it's literally a ticking bomb. <laughs> like, right. And And, and that's... And, and in my opinion, maneuvering that um, has been quite a challenge because I think I, I've tried to keep like a very optimistic like view of the space that helped build me. But mm-hmm. I am more than that now. And, I, and I've almost had to like separate myself from such a huge part of it. And, and to say like, hey, you know, the FGC definitely did help cultivate me, but it is not, not all of it is, is what I, it's not all of me at all Mm -hmm. it's i had the biggest realization like it's (laughs) it's it's hard to associate yourself with something that has so many deeply rooted problems but i appreciate it for what it's done for me but now i get to build and grow my own community and my own path and i think you know so we don't so the same mistakes don't happen again that's yeah well, you're building it back up, you know, you're building it back up better. And that's what's going to take is like people in the community who, who, yeah, they did, they did um, succeed from what was there prior, but that doesn't mean that what was there prior isn't, is perfect and it doesn't need to change. And luckily there seems to be a group of, of women specifically in the FGC who are kind of speaking up and trying to make it a better place. And I do see a lot of guys really stepping up too. And like, like tasty Steve, you know, like he pulled out of Evo before it was fully canceled. I I was so impressed by that. And like, that's a big event for tasty Steve. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing him do that. I was like, yes, yes, yes. We need that. We need that, that allyship with men. Um, and it was really good to see people like him and the other commentators, uh, really speak out against, kind of what was going on. Um, it just seems like there is hope for it. It feels like there's hope for it. Um, but it is a bizarre situation to be in and good for you for, you know, changing, kind of flipping the script on it. Um, you know, and saying that like the FGC is predominantly men, like it's <laughs> with like all esports. it's not, you know, all <laughs> esports is predominantly men. Um, there's very few like female competitors out there. And, I have personally watched you take down all those men. And what <laughs> it was funny when I was talking to Stephanie, cause uh, I was like, what do you know about Cuddlecore? She's like, I know she beats guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I <Yes>. died. <laughs> yes. But you know, the, the first guy that you ever had to beat though, was your dad. Does he ever try to um, challenge you now? Like, does he ever try to play Tekken these days? No. Not at all, no. But you know what's fun? You know what's funny? He actually, he still likes to play fighting games. You know, after Aww. you know, come home from a long day at work. You know, just take the socks off. You know, you want to chill downstairs. You know, 
and he he bought dead or alive um oh. i think he like yeah and in mortal Kombat, which i thought was funny i'm like <laughs> but um no he'll just he'll just have a you know he just really has fun with it but he's definitely still a gamer because he also plays other uh video games as well uh definitely he's not a competitive person but he you know i think he really enjoys mashing some buttons and enjoying a good storyline <laughs> here and there and some good graphics <laughs> i like mashing buttons too. Like, good for a, him. a random question do you play other fighting games like you know when we go to evo and stuff like people like justin wong they enter like eight tournaments and they try to win them all like do, do you focus purely on tekken or do you play a couple more oh i love this question um it's funny because i actually play so caliber as well but you know it's from the same company right and so i don't compete in it right but i I'm like fundamentally I know what's going on and I can like play if I wanted to compete in it I totally would but um I definitely focus on Tekken because I feel like like all of my energy has to just it has to go to that to that game because it's uh -huh. like it's so much it's changing every season and um I always gotta stay sharp it's just you know but <laughs> in the in, when I do have that downtime I definitely like have played Soul Calibur 6 um it's really fun the community is super sweet um they hooked me up with like um like some of the newer characters they bought them for me and like they just looked out for me gave me tips on combos and um notations they're just they're great i wish i That's could play awesome. it a bit more but i'm so competitive and and tekken tournaments are online and the netcode is good so you know i'm always competing yeah. in those now so i don't have any like now i don't have any time again to play so caliber and i'm like maybe that's okay for now but yeah it's a good problem to be in <laughs> uh so let's oh, to focus on your competition you are now part of team equinox uh can you talk to us a little bit about uh equinox because i know like what it represents but maybe not people not everyone at home does and also i think you're doing maybe a little bit of coaching there uh just tell us what you do over there okay yeah for equinox i am um... So I am a pro player first, but yeah. that's changed and evolved so much. Um, you know, I, I I represent them as a public speaker um, and I have coached. I got hired by EXO Academy. Um, the, the coaching session is over, but I was okay, hired okay, okay. Um, to coach a woman in uh, Tekken 7 for a month. And, cool. you know, it changed both of our lives, which is, you know, cool. I, I loved it. It was, <laughs> it was great. You know, I see all the potential in her and she's. She's wonderful, but uh, she made me realize some things about myself too. Um, you know that the way she is, I'm like you. You're gonna be good, but I was I felt so protective of her, right? Because Aww. she looks like me, and I'm like I just Aww. don't want anything to happen to you. But um, <laughs> and I made sure I always had a lesson planner and stuff, and to make sure she was like I I I asked people like, you know, hey, you know, can you play her? Like, I was so excited. I felt so good. Like. This is what this means. Like, this is why yeah. I'm supposed to be here, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm getting so teary about it, but because <laughs> it felt so good, it felt good. But um, aside from that, I also help um raise money for for charities. Uh, I I raised a a, a what was it? I think um it was a lot of money. But we raised 10k <laughs> together, 10k together for um breast cancer research, nice. and uh, I think it was. For me, it was like 5K, 7K, something like that. So nice. I, yeah, something like that. I can't remember everything, but it was really, really like meaningful. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a couple other things actually, I think. I'm um, making content. Um, yeah. 
yeah, definitely like a lot of YouTube. Uh, you do a lot of stuff. tutorials, right? Uh, as well. Yeah, I kinda, yeah, I got a little bit more into it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest one I did was with a, like a big content creator for like fighting games, which is that blasted Slami. And they took me on to like make a tutorial like in fighting and like like the main things about my character. Alisa. So the fact that they took a took a chance on me and trusted me enough to do that, um, it's a three part uh, series, and I had never I'd done one like that. But it was the fact that they invested that time and and um, like the the editing and the it. <laughs> I always wanted to do one, but it's one of my best pieces of work. I will say, aside from competing, oh, cool. one of my best pieces of work ever because um, people found it very thorough. And help it's a tutorial like start to finish like how you would play elisa uh like it's her punishers her like rage drive how you defend against her um it's oh. it's, it's pretty much everything are you the best elisa in the world i'm one of them i'm one of them who else would you say is like up to up to par uh there's a couple because i i like studying from them um yeah. so <laughs> chanel uh from korea Ao from Japan, um, Dawood from Pakistan, and um, Asharib also from Pakistan. I think they're also very uh, strong Elisa players um, that I respect and um, I love to study from. And you know, I've talked to and and so like you kind of have this this you know nice little fellowship there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when awesome. I, when we were doing E League. I don't remember anyone playing Elisa against you. Did anybody Yes. Did anyone uh, counterpick it? Did someone? Obscure picked Elisa. Obscure. That, that wasn't gonna happen though, because I picked Xiaoyu. <laughs> that's that's a it's a counterpick. I just at the time I was like, this is what I usually do. Somebody picks Elisa, I'm like, well, I'll just go the other route and I'll pick my other character because that's also uh... my name. So why wouldn't I? But it's funny because my dear Scar <laughs> said you need to Scar He's like, you need to, why don't you play the mirror? And this was like months ago, like last year in September, he said, you need to start playing the mirror match because he's like, what if it's, you know, what are you doing it because you, you're not confident enough in what you know against your own character? He's like, you need to do it. And so wow. I did, I actually realized I started doing it in Japan because he was, um, my, my, my training in Japan and he was watching and stuff and he was like messaging me like you, he's like, you need to do the mirror. And I, once I started doing it, I, I was so much better off for it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I beat Good someone advice. in the mirror as well, and it was like, oh, I was like, okay, so that I was like, that, that makes sense because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just not trusting myself enough in this mirror, uh-huh. and now I never don't do the mirror. I always do the mirror. <laughs> wow, because I, I do know what I'm doing. I do, I do. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, I believe you. you definitely do. <laughs> I watched you do it. Like, I mean, that that was one of the honestly, and I mean, I know I talked about it before, but it was one of my favorite days because I just got to see. All of these men just be like, yeah, she's not going to win. She's trash. She's the underdog. And like all of them and like in front of you. And I was just sitting there like, wow, this is savage. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, but that is part of the FGC. And that's part of like the the way a competition goes. Um, yeah. And just seeing you like keep yourself so composed during that whole thing and just literally like what Jimmy J transcend, just play normal Tekken, you know, like, you know, Honestly, that's all you were doing. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> um, cause a lot of us at the time, um, were underdogs and we were known to be good in our own right and online as well. But a lot of us didn't 
like we weren't traveling that much yet. I was still in school, mm. you know. So yeah. whatever anybody had to say about me, I ain't thinking twice about it because it's like, I mean, I know like that I don't, I don't compete as much. I know what, uh, um, you know, my other opponents are capable of. Some of them, at least, you know, because some of them, I'm like, well, I play you, like, I could take you. But it's I like some, you. but it's like you know some of them you're like oh man you know they were they did the pro you know they've been traveling everywhere oh my god like like Anakin yeah. but I was like wait yeah at the same time I'm like I played this matchup ten thousand times and I know mm. my matchups I play against like the ple- the people I played against prepared me for that but, but not like literally because they didn't know but like because they were strong. They were just mm-hmm. strong players, and then that's it. One of them is still my teammate to this day, Joey. Joey Fury. So it's like, oh, really? Yeah, it, yeah. Very cool. And so it's like, um, you kind of learn early on that you just tune out the noise, um, because like people trash talk everybody. There's a difference between trash talk and little discrimination. So I, I yes. obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. no, 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 yes. Tin line, right? So true. So, but when it came to like, you know. So many of us were underdogs, right? That they didn't expect us to, because you know we weren't Jimmy or we weren't Anakin. So now I can say I'm I'm a I'm cuddle I'm cuddle I'm a pro because I earned my my spot because you know I decided after I graduated um, once Equinox approached me I was like okay and, and I and and I started to compete and I proved it to myself and that was it like and now. I'm up there with them. And, you know, I still want to be just as strong in certain respects as them, like more clutch in certain situations. But now I can say, like, you know, there's no underdog thing. It's just I yeah. I am a top player. So with, is, is that, you know, that tournament, I loved the format of that tournament. I thought it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but as a competitor, is that the kind of tournament you'd like to see again on something like E-League or TV or like a or even just having that format at a tournament specifically. I don't know how often like a tag team snake draft thing is, is utilized. Mm, not uh, for Tekken, definitely not often from what I've seen. The last one I did was a uh, strong style in Cali last year. And um, it was really good. Like it was team Equinox, there's three of us. We got second and it, we, we, I mean, we kicked some buns. It was hard, but um, that it, the format was different. We just had, uh, we each had two lives. Okay. And um, we didn't do the the snake, but I personally think it should come back. I it was think fun. Team, team tournaments, I think, are a good way to show the talent of multiple people, um, but also kind of creates this like these narratives, these really awesome, fun, dynamic narratives that I think could um kind of introduce more people to the FGC and and the individuals within it. I, I just feel like sometimes the FGC doesn't get a lot of that coverage. But there's so many personalities, so, so many dynamic people that deserve to be given more exposure. Um, and team tournaments, tournaments, I think, definitely bring that out, brings that out in people, truthfully. Come on, they E-League. Do it again. It. Do it again, TBS. <laughs> we want to see it. We're, we're, it we're back fun. in for sure. Yeah. I love it, 3v3s at, uh, in Montreal. So I'm from Quebec in Montreal. We have a couple of lands uh, throughout the years, usually. Uh, God bless us. But uh, usually on Fridays, it's the 3v3s. For the games that are competing, say if, if it's a Smash 3v3 or if it's a, a a Snake style or if it's a Street Fighter, I I'd be surprised next time to see you out there for a Tekken event or Dream Mac Montreal or something. I'll I see. Want to go. I'll see. 
I'll see if we yes. can like get yes, do that. <laughs> I would love to see you guys play each other. That'd be so fun. Oh my <laughs> I just God. sit there in the middle eating popcorn. <laughs> That's I'll just I can, watch. I can be watching her and, and being like, "Go, Janelle, you're the best." But I don't know about playing. I don't know about playing. I'm the worst. I mean, at least you've competed in Evo. Like, I have in Street Fighter. I, so cool. Uh, when I heard that in the um, the discussion you all had, I was like, "That's so cool!" Like you know, it just I always find it so fun when people go to these events and they're just you know enjoying it. You yeah. know, either they sign up or the spectator, whatever they are. It's just, I don't know. It always feels really good to see, you know, people uh, drawn into the FGC. Yeah, I don't know. I feel for me to go to Evo, I have to just sign up. Because it's so, like, cash. You just sign up, you sit, take your stick, <laughs> like, kind yes. of play, get bodied. And you're just like, yeah, I play. My yeah, pool was this I morning at 8 a.m. You know, we're in Vegas. What's next? You know, like, Vegas, there's so many options. Like, that's pretty much what happened. At 10, you're like yeah. done with your pool and you're like, 10 a.m. <laughs> my tournament is over. Let's go. I can drink so and just have fun. Mm -hmm. So much I don't to know. Do. It's just the greatest tournament. Michelle, you have to go. I want to go to Evo sometime. Like, you know, when it hopefully comes back and everything is you know, normal and they fix the issues and COVID's not a problem. That would definitely be an event on my it's, list. Honestly, it's do. just because if you don't want to be at the conventional where there's the craziness happening, you can just like take a step back, go sit in a casino, chill, and then like kind of still enjoy your time. There's no other tournaments like that in the world where you can like be, I don't want to get to the arena, but I still want to be part of the community. Like a Monday, you're a little bit hangover. And you know, you can still be there. You know, I don't know. There's like a thing. You can, can kind of disconnect from the actual tournament, but like not really be gone from it. Like, yeah. You see people walking in the hall and you're like, oh, yeah. that's like, that's my friend. Hey, then, you yeah. know, it's just so cool. They have that a little bit at BlizzCon in the sense that like, you know, it's in the giant convention center and there's like four, five esports tournaments mm -hmm. going on at one time. Yeah. But then you can like walk outside and there's food trucks everywhere and like there's, you know, the hotel lobbies everywhere. So it does have like that Vegas-ish feel without like being in Vegas uh, and just being in Irvine. <laughs> but it does have that feel and there is something just really electric about it because everybody is there for the same reason yeah. and it's just really fun. Um but yeah, I don't know. So what else are you doing, Cuddlecore? Like, you seem to be doing a lot. You know, you've got your podcast. When is that coming back? Um, Probably maybe at the end of the month or probably the start of the new year because <laughs> me and uh, Alicia are still very, very busy. And so I think for us, it'll probably work better, I'm assuming, uh, once the new year starts. Yeah, we have a bit of a breather. <laughs> I like yeah. the title of it. I like the yeah, word love woke. It. I know that people are saying like woke all the time, so it's not cool anymore to say woke, right. but I like it. I'm like FGC woke. It's so cool. It's just got a nice ring to it. It's cool. Yes. It's like FGC woke. And it feels like that. It, that's what the FGC needs to hear. <laughs> really? But you know, some people don't like hearing about other people's disparities, which is quite funny to me because I'm like, oh, uh, really? Who hurts like, you? I, I made this point before. I'm like, look, it's all fine and good when I'm talking about frame data and like, what this superficial stuff in a game but like me the entertainer it's not just about me entertaining you my mental health and my well-being matters too mm -hmm. like any other person but you don't want to hear about it i'm like then you don't need to support me because i'm yeah, like right. 
Yeah, and I've had to say that a few times. I like and now it. people make it, they, they, they understand now, like, yeah, you know, like if you don't mess with it, then you don't have to be here. Like, that's it. Because, like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't want fake support. Because, uh, like, if you're going to support me and what I do, you support all of me. It's not that's just, right. oh, yeah, you know, she plays, but I don't want to hear about, you know, what women go through in the community. <laughs> Good for yeah, you, man. You're a like, joke, that, dude. <laughs> that was honestly, man, that was honestly so one of my biggest struggles. Like, just I moved to Los Angeles 20 years ago and (laughs) there's so many expectations that you're supposed to have. And like the things that you're allowed to say and the things that you weren't allowed to say, um, were really hard for me because I have a big mouth and I always wanted, you know, literally and figuratively. And I always want to, yeah, I want to speak my mind. And that, um, that set me back more than once. Like that got in my way because things were not as like, People, at least nowadays, at least, I hate the term at least, but at least nowadays, um, people, people listen, at least they're, they're kind of like hearing it and maybe change will happen. Um, where prior, you know, it just felt like everyone was like, shut up, you know, or, you know, or they would judge you like, they're like, we're only here for you to do this one thing. We're only here for you to host and smile. We're only here for you to put on mascara and look pretty and sit between the guys. You're here to be the female token. You're here to be that voice. Like you're good at your job and we like you, but I don't want to hear about anything you deal with at all. Um, And so good for you for like, you know, standing up for what, what's important to you and, and demanding from your, from your community and your fans that they accept you as you are instead of them telling you the way they want you to be. And that was something that I had a hard time with for a really long time, trying to like walk that line between like, who am I as a performer and an entertainer and a content creator or producer or an actress? Who am I in all of this? And, and like, does it matter what's important to me? Um, and that was always really difficult for me. Like I, I had many panic attacks <laughs> about that sort of issue. So I'd, I'm glad that you kind of don't shy away from that with your, with your fan base. I was always very like close to my chest over things that were important to me. I didn't, and only in the last, like, I don't know, five, six years have I been more vocal about, you know, the changes that I want to see, at least on a, like, um, on a public basis. Like I'd always speak my mind in meetings and stuff that would get me in lots of trouble, but like, you know, as far as like being online on Twitter or, you know, social media or whatnot. So good for you. I think that, uh, the current generation is really lucky. Um, I wish, I know that it's probably what my, my parents were thinking too. Like, I wish, I was like 20 years younger to live in that generation, right? Not because I wish I looked younger or whatever. I just wish I had the resources that you guys have now to face life. Like, I feel that you guys are all a decade ahead ahead of where I was. Exactly what Michelle said. Um, This is how I feel too. Like, I feel that we didn't have a place to speak when I was a teenager. Um, So for me to grow into the woman that I am now, I had to fight for it within myself first before kind of being like, well, F everyone, um, which now people are F everyone. So it's, I feel it's a little bit easier to like be that human, be like that. I respect myself, um, which we didn't have that much role models. That's what it is. It's the, it's the, 
That's exactly what it is, Stephanie. It's the um, I respect myself thing that like the the confidence to be able to respect yourself in a public manner. Um, that's I think I think what I appreciate the most. And also, I would like to travel back and look younger. And that would be great. <laughs> well, take, I would we'll take definitely a little bit of less, less wrinkles. <laughs> I would do that. But the things imagine, girls, the things we would do if we had the knowledge we have now in oh. like a 20 year old body. Oh my God. I That'd mean, be like the, the best shit I'd get done. Like, <laughs> yeah. my camera. It's a little blurry. It's doing a little uh, focusy, focusy. Oh, thing. you're back. Like, you're back. It's like, it's like focus. In, no worries. Focus out. Um, um, so yeah, so you're doing so much all across, uh, Janelle, I want to kind of slowly wrap this up and let you kind of give a little bit of shout out to, um, something you're doing and or like someone that you really like that's doing something at the moment within your community or the people you're looking at hmm. okay um well i know i kind of talked about the things i was doing i, I mean i'm doing even more than that um mm -hmm. definitely looking uh you know some uh you know kind of more opportunities to kind of expand my brand i can't really talk about too much of it yet Ooh. but definitely to yeah. expand my brand more and, and things like that um Continuing to compete, um, Equinox is collaborating with Gamers Outreach, where um, we'll be raising money, and um, yeah, that that's going to be something that we're doing as well. So pretty cool. excited for that. Um, our five v five that we're having December twelfth, I believe. Um, yeah, the money for the um, from that will actually go to uh, I think maybe the winners. Children's Hospital of Choice, um, so yeah, that that's big, and that's so we, you know, we'll be giving back uh, in the community. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. Um, sometimes I can't really keep up. Um, <laughs> it goes so fast in COVID. I feel yes, and every it day's has. the same, and it's just like you're December already. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, geez, um, shoot. Uh, I can't really put a finger on certain things, but I will say that the people that are keeping the community alive with um, the tournaments that they hold every week or like every month, um, the new um, tournaments that they're making, kind of replacing them with old ones, um, replacing the old ones, adding in new ones, um, kind of including more people. Um, I definitely have seen like women's tournaments. Actually, yeah, I think like a bit more popping up. So that's good too. Um, there's just a lot of fun things going on. Um, even with, uh, Bandai Namco in regards to Tekken and the fact that they're not letting COVID kind of like ruin the competitive spirit of, um, the community, they're kind of making it stronger. And so like the exhibitions, the regional tournaments that they've held for Tekken, um, have been really fun and super exciting. I think like there's still a lot of like, um, energy that the FGC, I think can preserve, um, mm. Until we can go offline again, um, I don't know how much of it will be salvage, uh, salvageable. But honestly, I think um, I think maybe it'll kind of just revamp. It'll be a little hard, but I, I think it can work. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's just there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff for the community. Uh, like I said, it's kind of just a lot in my head, but like <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that they're doing to keep people interested, entertained, but also involved. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, I know you've got, um, I know you, you can't really say much about the documentary, but you do have a documentary coming out soon. 
Um, oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. Tell us. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I can't really talk about this other thing either, but it's also like an episode of something. And um, so I'm excited oh. for that. I'm curious how it's going to look. Um, but it's also kind of like the, the, you know, it focuses on like, you know, me, my experiences. Uh, in the fighting game community, um, I have not seen any finished product of it or anything, so uh, looking at that will be interesting. Um, there's a lot of things like that I'm excited to, to see in regards to it. Um, so yeah, the documentary and something else that's going on, um, they definitely have the same kind of tone in my opinion, but um, a little different. Um, I think the documentary is supposed to drop next year? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm curious. I, you know, it's so funny. I don't like watching things with myself in it sometimes. Same. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. I hate it. And it's <laughs> so like, hard oh to God. do. Yes, but it's so yeah. hard. It's, but it's yeah. important. You know, it's just like, it, you know, it's like watching back. You know, to to study your, you know, your competition. Like in in a way, yes. it's like it's good to know how you present and and how that story sounds and. I, I always learn from, I hate watching myself, but I always learn from it somehow. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a good experience for you and all and all. And I can't wait to see everything that you do, Cuddle. Honestly, like you're just one of my favorite people in esports, like I've said a hundred times. Um, and I, I'm just really inspired by you and what you're doing and, you know, and how you're moving things forward for women, for black women, for competitors, for people to see that, you know, it, you shouldn't be judged for any reason outside of your own competition. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you really embody that. And I think you've got a great community of people on Twitch that are, are so supportive of you and have that same vision and outlook, which is great that you're, you know, curating this, this, this group of people um, to help espouse that same sort of like feeling that you have. Um, so I just, I really love everything you're doing and I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see what you do next. I really can't. Like you've got so much time ahead of you and I, I just really cannot wait to see it. Um, but anyway, I really appreciate you, um, coming on the show. Stephanie and I were so excited to have you on. Um, I know Miss Harvey was really excited to meet you and, um, <laughs> we're just really happy. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening uh, to the Game Diaries Postscript. Um, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Uh, leave your reviews. We love reading them. Um, it does help us. So please continue to do that. Um, and yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, and remember, I can't believe that I went through this episode without crying because the first little... <laughs> In the first minute, I wanted to cry. I already had tears. And then I had to like breathe and breathe out. But remember, if you have a cool story, uh, just as cool as Cuddlecore, obviously, or any other story that you'd like to share about video games and how they change your life, make sure to give us and subscribe. I, blah, blah, blah. Make sure to send us your story. Okay, I did it, guys. <laughs> uh, we can have, you can have your own game diaries because we read them on our shows all the time. So visit uh, gamediaries.com to submit your stories. Thank you so much, Janelle. Thank you for being on the show. Follow her Yay. at uh, cuddle underscore core on Twitter and I assume everywhere else. Oh, it's TK underscore. TK underscore oh. cuddle on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Okay, great. On the gram. Oh, Follow her on the gram. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Game Diaries. <laughs>